Hello, my beautiful sisters. This is Ola Davis with another episode of When Marriage Hurts podcast. It is episode number 46, episode number 46, and this one is titled, um, what's this episode titled now? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so episode number 46 is titled, What Will Save Your Marriage? What Will Save Your Marriage? Um, now, when we are in very painful marriages, especially as Christians, as people of faith, our mind often gets, um, it kind of gets preoccupied with how to save our marriage. We see this huge problem called our marriage and we know that no matter what anyone says, this isn't how it's supposed to be. We see other people that seem to be enjoying their marriage or even if they're not exactly enjoying it, they are not as preoccupied and um, their marriage isn't as disturbed as ours is. Like these people are still able to live normal lives even if their marriage isn't exactly a fairy tale you know they might be having issues with communication dealing with finances like things i like to call normal marriage problems but then we know that that's not what our problem is we i mean if you've been if you've been listening to this podcast for a period of time if you've listened to anything more than three episodes and you can relate to a lot of what I'm saying. It's safe to say that at this point, you either know that you're being abused or you think there's a possibility, but you don't want to believe it, right? So you're somewhere in between those two. It's not unusual to be preoccupied with thoughts of how can I save my marriage? How, how can I make it better? You know, I don't want to be divorced. I don't want to break my family apart. Which, getting a divorce isn't breaking your family apart anyway. But that's that's a story for another episode. So you're having these thoughts like, I don't, I still love my husband. How can I save my marriage? If that's you then you want to listen to this episode because I'm going to tell you it's good. It's nothing complicated. It's the answer is straightforward. Um, it's not a, as complex as a question as we think it is. So it's going to be quite a short episode. <laughs> I tend to say that a lot. Maybe I should just stop saying it's going to be a short episode, but really I'm just trying to point out that, the answer to that question is not as complex as we would like to think it is. If you want to try and think how can you save your marriage or what could possibly save your marriage, um, you know, we might have thoughts like, well, one thing that can save my marriage is prayer. 
if I continue to pray and don't lose hope, then someday my marriage is going to, you know, be better. If I continue to be a submissive wife, like the Bible says, and I do not repay evil with evil, I continue to love and respect my husband and submit to him like a godly wife should do. One day, that's God's going to reward that, and that reward is going to be in the form of my marriage being saved and turned around for good. Or someone else, some other woman might think, if I, if I not only um, pray and love and respect and submit to him, but if I just, you know, let my husband have his way and treat me however he wants and um, speaks to me however he wants, one day he's going to realize that what he's doing is wrong and the Holy Spirit is just going to convict him and he's just going to change his ways. Like, we want to believe the best of people, right? Which, there isn't a problem with that. I still <laughs> I still believe the best of people, believe it or not. Um, but the real question here is, while we are in danger, while our soul is being harmed, while we are being mentally and psychologically assaulted and abused, should us thinking the best of other people put us in harm's way and continually put us in harm's way? I don't think so. Like if someone's holding a gun and standing across and you know it's not a toy gun, you know it's a loaded gun. You don't have to stop thinking the best of people, right? But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to duck or, or, or try to protect yourself from being shot. You running away or hiding or trying to disarm them and take the gun away from them does not mean you stop believing the best of that person. It just means that you're also trying to protect yourself and not die while believing the best of them. So the same thing applies to marriage. It's okay to continue to believe the best of your husband. It's okay to... Um, believe that someday is going to change after all God believes that of us no matter how we are lost in this world God still continues to hope that we're going to come to him of our own volition right so there's that part of us there's that God part of us that hopes the best of other people and we don't have to get rid of that what i'm just saying is that we don't have to sacrifice our own health well-being and life in order to hold that position 
you can still stay out of harm's way you can still protect yourself while believing the best of the other person now i know someone's thinking all oh, that but that's not what the title of this podcast episode is about it's about how to save my marriage don't worry um i'm kind of i'm going to circle back back to that yeah how to save your marriage or what can save your marriage you know the title is what can save your marriage and the thing <laughs> i know that the real question in our minds isn't oh what can save my marriage the real question is how can i how can i you know as abuse victims as victims of eating abuse emotional abuse psychological abuse you know mental abuse whatever you want to call it that's what preoccupies our mind how can i save my marriage how can i save my marriage Let me just put it out there. You can't. Yep, I said it. You cannot save your marriage. You do not have such powers. So, if someone selling something to you on social media or selling a book or selling a conference about how to save your marriage, honey, there's no such thing. You can't you can't save your marriage no human being can save a marriage because a marriage is made up of two people two people so it's like a boat that you're in and if you're in the boat by yourself and you're the only person that needs to row, um, is it a boat or a canoe? I don't know what the difference is, but like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the one where you have to paddle and paddle or row. I don't even know if I'm using the right words right now, but I hope you get my point. If you're the only one in that boat, then you're able to, with all, all of that factors being, being, you know, equal, Say there aren't any crazy waves or anything like that. The weather's fine. You can kind of decide which direction you want the boat to go in. And you can row and make that boat go in that direction. But the boat of marriage has two people in it. So if you're still having the mentality of... um someone who is by themselves rather than oh i'm in this boat with someone else nothing's gonna work it's just gonna keep falling apart and the reason why we usually think in the sense of how can i save my marriage is because when you're in an abusive marriage it's a lonely place place to be you feel alone you don't feel like you have a partner you don't feel like you have a team member you don't feel like you have someone that that collaborates with you you don't feel that way you you feel alone abandoned and lonely and so you begin to think how can i save my marriage only you you can't the only thing you can do is to be the best you that you can be, the best you that God has made you to be. And what I what do I mean by the best 
you someone might be thinking but i'm already doing all that i'm already being submissive i'm already you know showing him respect i'm that's not <laughs> being the the best you that god has made you to be isn't about submitting to your husband or respecting your husband or any of that stuff being the best that god has made you to be is first realizing your own words realizing that your words is not derived from how your husband treats you or how your husband or anybody for that matter talks to you or talks at you or gives you the the silent treatment or whatever that's not where your word comes from your word comes from comes from god himself who created you in his own image and likeness it's not just having the head knowledge of that it's working in that reality it might sound like i'm just saying some absurd or or abstract nonsense right now but if you need to listen to this episode a second time to get it please do you need to step back and know that god put you on this earth for a purpose and that purpose was not to save your marriage so if you are being um kind of overwhelmed with the whole idea of how to save your marriage that's a distraction that's the enemy distracting you from being who god wants you to be when you refocus and you put your focus back on who has god made me to be and how can i be that things will begin to change i never said your marriage will begin to change but i said things will begin to change for you when you read scriptures when you begin to um, cultivate your relationship with god and you begin to realize just how much he loves you and see this stuff that i'm talking about is what i lived through i am still living through so i know what i'm telling you when i begin to put my focus on who god has called me to be who god has made me and (laughs) i don't want to make this so complex i'm not talking about knowing your purpose like that's deep stuff right i'm just talking about knowing how much god loves you that's what i'm talking about here if you've been raised in so much religion that there hasn't been so much emphasis on god's love for you then you need to start learning that you need there are wonderful resources out there wonderful sermons that you can listen to that isn't about um is nothing about condemning you or any of that just helping you realize how much love god has for you when you begin to see yourself through the eyes of god you would know that god sees you god doesn't see you as somebody's wife or even somebody's mom or daughter or sister even though we feel those roles god sees you as his own daughter and he loves you unconditionally when we begin to see the price that that 
the kind of value that God has placed on us. And we begin to walk in that reality. It will be so difficult to accept any kind of maltreatment from anybody. Your husband included. You will begin, you will see it as a duty to protect your soul, protect your mental well-being. Because you know, at that point, you know that God values you so much. So to let someone um, damage our souls, it's kind of like a tragedy. It's, it's like, it's like spitting in God's face, sort of. So when we begin to see things from that point of view and we see ourselves through the eyes of God oh my goodness it means that we will no longer beg to be loved because as as women being abused in marriage that's essentially what we've been groomed to do not necessarily that you're verbally begging your spouse to love you but in every way those are the kind of that's the kind of relationship dynamic that you have in abuse it's almost like being being begging someone who's already vowed to love you for the rest of your life and then on a daily basis you have to beg for their attention you have to beg for that love honey when you see yourself through the eyes of god you couldn't even beg someone to love you because you you could you can't be loved more than God already loves you. That's it. Nobody can love you more than God loves you. And you know that for a fact. I feel like I'm going off off of a tangent here because this isn't even what I planned on talking about. Okay, let me go back to the topic. But I think that that would help somebody. So the topic really is, what can save your marriage? Honey, the only thing that can save your marriage is for your husband to accept the fact that they are sick and they need help. For them to know that they are sick and that they need help. If your husband is not, if your husband isn't going to accept the fact that they are abusive and that they need help, that marriage cannot be saved. So, essentially, what I'm telling you is praying more, submitting more. All of that stuff is not going to save your marriage. You would only get more of the same. You would only communicate to your spouse that more of their abuse is equals to more of your compliance. You're communicating to that person that you consent to being abused. So the only thing that can essentially save your marriage in the way you're thinking your marriage needs to be saved 
is for your spouse who is abusing you to accept the fact that they have a problem and that they need help. The second thing they would need to do after that is to actually seek help. Because it's one thing for them to accept they have a problem. It's another thing for them to seek help. It's possible to, to say, oh yeah, I know I haven't been the best spouse. I know that I treat you badly. But it doesn't mean they are willing to seek help. It doesn't mean they are willing to change. I know this is hard for some of you to believe. But more often times than not, abusers enjoy what they do to their victims. So if you think, oh, if only he would know there was a problem, I'm sure he would be willing. Um, you can't be, <laughs> you really can't be sure. You can't make assumptions. Majority of them enjoy what it is that they do to their partners, to their spouses. So the fact that they might accept that there's a problem and that they are the problem doesn't mean they're going to seek help. So for your marriage to be saved, they would need to admit that they have a problem. And I mean admit that they have a problem, not trying to say, yeah, but you aren't the best wife either. No, that's not an admission. That's just putting the blame back on you. So if they take sole responsibility for their behavior in the marriage for abusing you and they seek help, I'm not talking about when they just kind of try to manipulate you and then they are seeing the counselor and say, just so that they can say, well, see that I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to be better, you know, and they expect something back from you. No, you don't owe them nothing. If they are seeing a therapist, if they are seeing a counselor, they should be doing that for themselves, not even for the marriage. For themselves, because it's not a marriage problem. So that's the second one. They need to be seeking help. Be willing to to better themselves, to heal whatever whatever childhood wounds or whatever that has turned them to be an abusive person, and to do and to want to do that whether or not you stay in the marriage. If someone tells you that, oh, I'm gonna go see a counselor, therapist, or whatever, if you stay with me, only they're just manipulating you. They're not getting help really. <laughs> they could be seeing a therapist, they could be seeing a counselor and all that, but they aren't going to get any better. They are just trying to hoover you back into the marriage. Now, if they, and sometimes this might be hard to figure out, but if you come to a point where you decide you want to leave the marriage and you do leave the marriage and they continue to work on themselves and see a therapist then there might be some genuineness in that. And, you know, you don't have to be in a place where you think, well, what what if I leave? What if I get a divorce and then they decide to be a better person and they go marry some other woman? And that's not... <laughs> if If that even happens, and it hardly does, that's good for them. That's, that doesn't speak to... Your future, it doesn't speak to who you are. It doesn't mean you could never do 
any better in life? Because guess what? If your husband could really be a better person and go marry someone else, if they are willing to do the work for someone else, the truth is they still weren't willing to do it for you. That's what matters. <laughs> so you're not really losing out on anything. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. I hope this helps somebody. If you don't remember anything that I've said from this episode, from all of my ramblings, remember this. You cannot save your marriage. Marriage is teamwork. You cannot single-handedly save a marriage. Also, remember this. The only thing that's going to save that marriage, if the marriage can be saved, is for your abusive spouse to not only admit that they have a problem, but be willing to seek help and to seek that help without your input. So if they are telling you that, if they are acting like they don't know how to find a counselor, and you you don't don't be the one that goes on the internet to help them find a therapist or a counselor. Don't do that. They are still putting the responsibility on you. They haven't taken any responsibility. And then the last thing you should take away from this episode is that it's not your job to figure out how to save the marriage, but it is your job, it is your responsibility. To figure out the value that God has placed upon you as his daughter. And to begin to walk in that light. In every single one of your relationships. Your marriage included. Okay, so. That's it for this episode. I hope that you have a wonderful week ahead. Um, I'm on Instagram. And as well as on Facebook, join our Facebook group at When Marriage Hurts. And on Instagram, you can send me a direct message also at When Marriage Hurts. I'd love to hear from you. Um, if this episode, if this podcast as a whole has really impacted you or helped you in any way, please leave us um, a written review on Apple Podcasts. You don't have to use your real name. You could use a, a, a nickname. Um, that way the the podcast gets pushed out even more there's more exposure and um women like you looking for this kind of help can locate the podcast easily um yeah so i love you so much i want you to know that i'm praying for you all and i pray that god's the holy spirit is going to give you direction on how to live each day until you know which direction you want to go in your own specific situation. I pray God's love and wisdom over you in Jesus' name. I pray God's comfort over you in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful week ahead.